Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 9 on a various media. I'm Clyde, and today we're going to talk about magic. Okay, so specifically, like, different types of things. So you got magic, as in the stuff you see in Vegas. You've got magic in terms of... Like, um, summoning a ball of fire in your hand and throwing it at somebody. And magic as in, like, something like, you know, telekinetic powers and telekinesis. <clears throat> I figured this would be a good time to do something a little bit different. Because, you know, I get a little serious at times. And, you know, today's kind of a little bit more of a topic that I can, I don't know, wrap my hands around. I've been interested in magic and stuff since I was very, very young. And, uh, I mean, I remember the whole David Copperfield making the Statue of Liberty disappear, like, mind blown. But what does magic mean to you? What does magic mean to me? Magic, tangible or intangible, practiced or not practiced, uh, real or not real. Um, the book that I'm trying to debate on doing something with, which is the story of my life here, involves the use of magic. Um, <clears throat> magic in this case would be magic that powers stuff, magic that exists in things and Magic is in, like, not necessarily incantations, but the power of your mind to change the environment around you using the existing materials. So basically equivalent exchange, and I believe I did mention that before. So you get a bunch of different types of magic, okay? So you've got in-your-face magic, sleight of hand, you know... Kind of like, like I said, the David Copperfield type of stuff. And then you've got a bunch of different magicians, you know, street magicians and um, like Chris Angel, not necessarily street magician, but I guess he was kind of a street magician too. But, you know, people like that. <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think what else we've got. Uh, um, let's see. I'm going to look up on YouTube because uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Um but you've got the the YouTube magic. Oh yes, there we go. It's uh, do, 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 do. where is he? Uh, ah, Zach King. Zach King's a good one because I mean he incorporates technology, kind of creating like visual magic in a medium like YouTube and vines. Before that, before I guess they went extinct, I guess. So, magic has been portrayed in so many different ways. But, <clears throat> sleight of hand magic is cool. But, is it always sleight of hand? Is it always an illusion? Or is it always something that you think, you know, basically con magic? Where they convince you that it's actually happening when it really isn't. Or at least not the way you think it is. Or... Is it a mix? Is there such a thing as magic? Now, <clears throat> there are all 
kinds of things that you can relate to being magic. But what is magic? Is magic just like unexplained science or is it an unexplained technique that you don't understand? Is it power to affect change with your mind? Can your mind do that? I mean, they say that you don't use much of your brain overall in terms of like processing. So is it possible that you can awaken parts of your mind and create magic? Is it a is it possible to affect environmental changes around you using your mind? Now, I'm not going to lie. I think over my lifetime, I have dabbled. I've tried to do things, you know, using what I would, you know, like mental powers. Because, you know, I was just drawn to it when I was younger. I thought it was just the coolest thing ever. I never explored the Ouija board, though, because... uh I think that's a different uh, <clears throat> category of discussion outside of the magic. I think that's more like your, um, I don't know, demonology and angels and religion. So I think we'll kind of hold off on that one. But I've never used one anyway. <clears throat> I have used I have used tarot cards, though. I actually do have a set of tarot cards that a, uh, a friend bought for me many, many years ago. And, uh, it's actually a dragon tarot. And, uh, yeah, well, I'm very fond of dragons, which is also another story entirely that I would love to actually write. But that one's one of those stories that I just don't have enough meat for. It's very different in terms of, uh, the, uh, I don't know. Anyway, the story. So, magic. Where to begin with magic? Now, I guess it goes back to if you didn't believe or you didn't know that gravity existed, does it still exist? Now, I'm going to say yes, because even as babies, we obviously don't float in the air. Typically, we uh, crawl on our bellies. So that would, to me, indicate that even with the innocence of mind, gravity still is a thing. <clears throat> so magic if you taught your kids from a very early age that magic was real and that by sheer force of will you could affect change in your environment, would that be like a mentalism thing or would that be a would that be magic? Or does magic require incantations and tools? Like in like Wiccan religion, it requires, you know, like you could do smudging ceremonies to rid of uh you know hostile spirits or whatever there's tons of different cleansing rituals you know using crystals and oh, medicine bags and i mean there's all kinds of stuff that you could do and then that would be is that magic or sympathetic magic or how would you define that what what is the breakdown of magic so <clears throat> Telekinesis and, like, telekinetics, I guess. The ability to, like, create... Or that would be pyrokinesis. That's right. Telekinesis, pyrokinesis. The ability to create fire or to uh, move things with your mind. I have to ask if that's actually magic or not. I mean, think of it this way. Let's just say for the sake of argument that you have magic. 
Okay, you're able to focus on an area. So let's just say I have an empty workspace. Let me, oops. Sorry, trying to clear off a workspace. So you clear off a workspace on your table. Okay, so you have an empty space. Now the empty space could be completely empty or it could have like, I don't know, medium. So this would be like the anime thing, like full out, full metal alchemist, where you have, you know, like a specific amount of carbon, a specific amount of like nitrates and a specific amount of like water or whatever. And these, these ingredients combine to make a specific thing. So you have to have a specific weight of material to make a specific item. I think it would make sense that if you have like a really dense object. So let's say you were going to make uh, gold or lead. You would have to have a specific density of material to create that object. I guess that would mean that you would have to have a specific uh, understanding of the weight of that object in your mind in order to create that, I'm guessing. So we're getting really complicated. Now, same thing. You got the ability to convert energy. See, everybody says you can't destroy energy. So if for your soul, for example, what if your soul is made up of energy and your soul doesn't ever die because you can't destroy energy, you can only convert it. So what if your soul is made of energy and it just keeps going around in circles? So the you now could be the you centuries ago because it's the same energy, right? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, back to magic. So, what if you're able to either create objects from existing materials, or we all know that there's particulate and different uh, <clears throat> materials in the air. You know, there's atoms everywhere, right? Carbon everywhere. So, in theory, you could pull together those materials to create an object. So, even though it would seem to create itself in thin air it wouldn't because you're just converting it from one form to another so you'd be like basically taking a large gaseous ball and converting it into let's just say a cup of water so you're condensing those molecules or gathering them condensing compressing i don't know anyway so what if you could do that with your mind see if you're body is compo is composed of energy some people have higher like electrical fields in their body so they can't wear watches because they tend to short them out so what if <clears throat> you're able to manipulate your own energy to connect to other energy but you're able to actually impart your will on that stuff and you're able to change the form of it now, how cool would it be if technology reached a certain point where magic took over? Would it be magic anymore if you understand how it worked? So magic, I mean, seems to be that thing that is mystical. It's a mystery. It's secretive. It's the information is elusive. Is it because people don't want you to have that information, or is it because it doesn't exist? 
You know, this is kind of like that argument that I've had for a long time with myself. I used to go searching for materials on magic to be like, okay, it really does exist. But I think one of the things I did run into <clears throat> was the hidden language or the ancient language. Now, supposedly, I don't know if this is true or not. And again, I'm not looking at any resource material for this. I've got a uh, page on my Google Chrome that I did a search. I said magic. I got a bunch of images on here. And this was for kind of inspiring me. And I'm going to tell you, they're woefully lacking in any kind of real inspiration. But. <sighs> Excuse me. But the intent is still there. Now, there is supposedly an ancient language. So let me look here. Was it a... We'll look up, what is it, primitive or um, ancient magic language. So when you do a search for ancient magic language, now supposedly they say that words have power. Now, I've heard this in like, religious terms i'm not so sure about uh whether or not this is something that's uh you know uh applicable to just what i'm referring to but like right now i'm looking at 10 historical facts about enochian they said that's the language of angels um there's tons but supposedly there's an ancient language that if you use that ancient language, it elicits power, or it allows you to exert influence over your environment. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just saying that's what I've heard. And that was from many, 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 many years ago when I was doing research. So I guess the question is, what gives magic as power if magic exists? Is it the words you speak? Is it the intent? Or is it a combination of the words and intent? And is your native tongue sufficient to execute that intent? Or can you just use your mind to create things? Now, I think if you have not read uh, the books of Tor the Young Ancients series, that is an exceptionally good book because he, he talks about uh, imparting, like, engrams or, like, uh, images of things into, like, stones and stuff like that. And those stones can be activated to create things. So, like, you could use a stone and you activate it in it the sigil you can put on there or whatever and you could either touch it to activate it or you could mentally activate it if you have the uh, aptitude and it would create a house or a car or clothing and i thought that was such a crazy cool way to look at things <clears throat> the ability to mentally understand how an object works and be able to have it summoned as a real object that's not real. 
And so what I mean by that is it's a manifestation of energy that looks like a thing but doesn't actually have mass. So, for example, it would be like a holodeck projection where there's a combination of light and force fields to make you believe that it is an object even though it really isn't. And with the push of a button, it turns off. And it gets really overly complicated over time. Um, I highly recommend that series. It's really cool. Um, I think, was that John? Did John? Not John Norman. Now i got to look this up. Who wrote the books of Tor? The Young Ancients. <clears throat> oh, P.S. Power. I don't know how I forgot that. I'm really sorry, dude. Sorry. Anyway, so P.S. Power. Very awesome dude, by the way. Um, I did correspond with him a little bit. He's pretty cool. Um, so back to it. The idea of magic. I mean, there's so many different things. There's the Hollywood portrayal of magic. Um, I'm trying to think of a good one. Like, uh, The Order is a good one. Um, it, very Hollywood. Very, like, just... But it's kind of the Hollywood version of magic. It's not one that I would really consider as being a thing. Um, then there's, I'm trying to think, Charmed. Um, there's, uh, anyway, there's a bunch of different magic things. There's also a bunch of series on anime, you know, that are magic-based. But I guess the point is, is why couldn't it be real? Now, I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. But could it be? I mean, think about it. One of the best ways to control a population would be to create religion. Okay, now I know this is, this is, I'm not trying to slam religions, okay, so don't take it that way. But think about it. If you have a religion requires you to have faith in a specific thing, it makes it impossible for you to believe in magic. It would mean that you would have to believe in your deity or your higher power or whatever you believe in. Okay, so you would be you would lose the ability to have magic because you would never be able to absolutely focus to make that magic happen because there would always be a doubt in your mind that if you do this, you're going to go to hell. Plain and simple. Now, like I said, I'm not I'm not saying that's the case, but think about it. What if before there was popular religion, people were practicing magic as a matter of course? I don't necessarily believe that's true or not, but the point is, what if it was? What if you started to believe right now that you could manifest a physical object, a real object? Like, I've got a little uh, ceramic pot in front of me with a lid. What if I like it so much that I wanted to make a copy of that? And I'm like, well, I've got some materials here. Maybe I can just transform those materials into something that looks like this pot. Now, that could be really cool. Because I believe that I can convert the energy in this room, or the molecules, or the particulate, or another material, into this pot, just using the power of my mind. 
Now other stuff requires incantations. Okay, so incantations would be the willful projection of a desired outcome using words. And there's a lot of different, you know, languages for that. Some people say you would have to use, like, I don't know, just say Latin, for example, because it's, you know, seems to be really popular. Or maybe there's other, you know, languages that you would use, you know, to do the same thing. So your intent would be to make this clay pot. So essentially it would be like, you know, I believe or I convert this material from this state to this state. That's what I'm doing. So I'm mentally and verbally expressing my desire. Now, I wonder if verbally expression or verbal expression would be the focal point, the intent. So like the ability to focus your thoughts on a flame during meditation, you know, it's like that singular purpose, that singular focus, that flame, it's right there flickering, you know. Now, if you were able to look at that flame and say, go out, you know, and it goes out. Is it the act of disturbing the air when you speak that makes it go out? Or is it the intent? Now, if you're three feet away, is it going to work? What's the range potential? What's the ability? So you've got Star Wars where you have force powers, you know, where you're able to affect things with your mind and by manipulating the force. I mean, there's lots of examples in science fiction where people utilize the power of their mind or the power of, their, you know, they use their hands to, like, manipulate things. You know, I think it's like your appendage is your focal point or your wand is your focal point or your staff is your focal point. You know, these are the things that allow you to mentally focus on a specific thing to express a certain idea to create the magic. So is magic real? I guess, like I said, you got to define what real is. You also have to define what magic is. There's so many different convoluted things that surround magic that it makes it impossible to try and determine what's real, what's not. It's kind of like right up there with UFOs. You know, for the longest time, it's like, are UFOs real? Well, define a UFO. It's an unidentified flying object, right? Well, that could be anything. There's a bird flying across the night sky. I can't see it, but I can see that something just passed in front of the stars. Is that an unidentified flying object? Because I was unable to identify it because I couldn't see a shape. But if I had infrared vision, I would see, oh, that was a raven or a whatever bird flying across and I, you know, in the night sky. So I guess same thing goes for magic. Same thing goes for whatever. I mean... There's a lot of things that you see that continue throughout history. Now, there are people that say, oh, UFOs have existed since the time of Egypt. Well, I don't know about that. Is that true? Because they say that there's hieroglyphs that depict UFOs. Now, again, if you've ever seen these illusion magic shows where they show you colors that are the same but 
when they are presented next to something, they look different, and then they cover it, and you're like, oh, it's the same color. Well, or the perspective, you know, where something looks like it's something, but it's actually not. It's actually a tiny little thing compared to what it looks like. You know, perspective. So, magic. I really do love the whole topic of magic. You know, the ability to teleport oneself from one place to another. The ability to manifest physical objects. The ability to maybe fly. How about that one? You know, I can levitate. Now, I guess it kind of goes back to other stuff too. Like the power of the mind. Power of the mind also includes, you know, like astral projection or... Um, I'm trying to think of what the term is, uh, not telepresence, but, uh, when you kind of, there's a collective consciousness, I guess, or unconsciousness that you can kind of mingle in if you get to the right layer of meditation. We've talked about meditation before. We may have to talk about it again though, because, you know, meditation is really, really cool. I mean, I've been in meditation before where it's like I got so far into it that all of a sudden, you know, it's just like I felt like I was falling, you know. I mean, meditation can be awesome. It can also be terrifying. Okay, so we beat around that. But is it real? Is it real? See, I don't know whether I want to commit to saying it's real or not, because I don't really know. See, I believe in proof. I believe in seeing things with my own eyes. But what do I believe in? Do I believe in a supreme being that wouldn't allow us to use magic? Do I believe that using magic is evil? See, I don't believe that anything specifically is inherently evil. I believe that evil is a construct to kind of express a collective like idea of what's right and what's wrong. So, like a knife isn't evil. But if you stab someone to death with it, then that becomes evil. But it's not the the device that's the evil. It's the action that's evil. So then you have to break it down to the person that did it. The person had lived for 50 some odd years. Had never killed a person. And then suddenly, they kill a person. Does that make them evil? Because evil is intent, right? So if they had a premeditation and decided, I'm going to kill this person, maybe it's revenge. So does revenge constitute evil or is evil when you do something for the sake of doing it? So if you break it all down to the brass little pieces, if you murder somebody just because you can, is that more evil than retribution or um, vengeance. 
I mean, popular, I think popular culture would say yes. So, I guess you got to go through a whole lot of hoops to actually hit evil. Unless, of course, you're like the person that just sits there and picks the wings off of birds while they're alive. I guess that could be considered an evil act. So, I don't know. There's, I guess there's a lot of things that could be considered evil. But anyway, back to magic. I don't think magic itself is evil. I think the intent is where evil lies. So, if, you know, the supreme being allowed for magic to be used, I think that falls into the free will category, which means that how you use it would be a direct reflection of what you are, I guess. So, if you're creating... Like fields of potatoes for a like a town that has no food. That wouldn't be evil because you're manifesting food for that village. Um, maybe you manifest water in a tank, you know, using magic, you know, because you wanted to be able to irrigate crops. That wouldn't be evil. You're helping people. Maybe you use lightning to strike someone dead. Well, would that be considered evil? Probably until you get into the intent side. So I guess you got to look at like every aspect. To me, it seems like magic would be less evil than a lot of the things that religion has done over its time. Killing people because they don't believe in something that's bad. So when I was younger, I... Uh, Moved to Maine for several reasons. But one of them I found most interesting was the Salem Witch Trials. I don't know a lot about it. But I, I did follow it a little bit. And I was trying to figure out what the Salem Witch Trials were all about. Because it seems to me that there was one of two things that was going on. The perception of magic. Um, I.e. you know being smart. Or the actual practice of magic. Um, if you've got a religious culture that believes that miracles only happen through will of God and prayer. And you see somebody manifest something, a loaf of bread in their hand, without praying because they're using magic. Well then... They're not a duck, right? They're a witch. So, I imagine that there's a whole lot of reasons why people could have been perceived as witches back in the day. I think a large part of it was that some people are just yucky. Some people are just cruel and vile. And when they don't get what they want, they go, witch! Because if they can't have that person, then nobody can. So, where... I guess is the the line for witch back then. But anyway, magic. Okay. Witches, magic. Warlocks, magic. Uh, wizards, magic. All of these are different terms that have been coined and have existed for God, long, long time. And it seems very peculiar when you see a trend in things from long, long ago until present, 
you kind of got to look at it and see if you want to give it some credibility or not. So, after all this, without me actually citing one reference on the internet, magic. Do you think it's real? Because I'm not convinced it's not. See you guys next time.